Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover Swifty, Josh Soroka. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Not sure if you noticed that I've been putting more uh, work into our social media stuff posting short videos and stuff from our podcast from podcast episodes and all onto youtube tiktok all that stuff so i figured i'd make us go live everywhere so we're live on instagram youtube tiktok and everywhere tonight uh i don't know if tiktok's working we'll find out that's great so on the january 22nd the middle of what's been the most boring off season in the history of the Orioles. yes uh, you want to go live on all these platforms to talk? There was, well, there was a big announcement, like what, fifteen minutes before we did the podcast. Da 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 da. We we finally signed a guy. We made a trade. What yeah. we've all been waiting for. Yeah, Dylan so, Cease. No, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, if you're on TikTok, just let us Not know that you can uh, that you can hear us because it's our first time trying this thing, and I'm not sure if you can hear both me and Matt. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into some. Orioles talk, some Orioles rumors. We'll get into the the cash considerations deal and why it's <laughs> annoying, it. but I know I shouldn't be annoyed by it. And then but 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 first let's Josh, let's get into this is you know Baltimore's next year bottom sports talk. Let's get into the the team that is the story. Um I saw now, you see uh, Peyton Peyton Manning's son rocking the Lamar Jackson jersey. I did. I see the Lamar Jackson jerseys everywhere now. Everyone's Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson season. Um, yeah. I mean, he's no Taylor Swift, but Lamar Jackson, he's he's having a pretty big year, and this is kind of a. Um, I feel like this is his put his name on the map. Take that, all you haters. Uh, the, I, kind of year for Lamar. No, and it, and it's got to be. Um, and it's it's what we've been saying all year. It's the first time where Lamar's healthy in the playoffs with a with a real team. And and guys, like this is the most balanced team. It's the best defense that's ever been a part of a Lamar season. So it just seems balanced with the wide receivers. And uh, somehow we keep getting running backs. Like they all die and we get more. Um, yeah. I, so, and it, I mean, Mark Andrews goes down. And suddenly Isaiah likely seems to just be stepping up where you don't see the hole. So now we're at a point where Andrews can come back and it's almost like we didn't miss him, but we know he's a huge impact coming back. Yeah. Josh, this season's wild. I don't know exactly when it happened. If it happened in the hole, you know, at the end of the season with Miami and San Francisco, but somehow at the beginning of the season, we were good and we knew we could be good, but we turned into a freaking juggernaut. Like, we're not even – I mean, when was the last time we even had a competitive game? We're just crushing good teams. I was watching, um, you know, the the Cleveland, uh, the Joe Flacco play against the, the Texans, and C.J. Stroud looked really good against a really good Browns defense. They couldn't get to him, and the receivers getting open. And I'm watching that game I'm thinking, oh, man, this could be problematic – I mean, even the Ravens in their secondary. I remember historically, not 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 this year. Historically, we have an issue with with rushing the passer. Not right. this year. You look at our quarterbacks, and you know, I go back to all the way to two thousand when you had those big names like Dwayne Starks and Chris McAllister. We don't have quite. I mean, with Cal Hamilton back there, but outside of him, we don't have the big names. Mar- Marlon Humphrey was hurt, so we're relying on guys like um, you know Ronald Darby and uh, Brandon Stevens, and and not like traditional three-year Pro Bowl guys, and and yet the defense was unbelievable. They only gave up 10 points, and seven of them, because of special team stupid punt return, 
Uh, so our defense totally dominant on on a great young quarterback. I was impressed by Lamar, blown away by the dominance of our defense, blown away by our front seven to won't get up any rushing yards. I just somehow this team has turned into a juggernaut. I saw the line for the KC game was three and a half. That's a joke. That's a slap in the face. That it should be seven uh, and a half, not three. Yeah. And a half. Get but out of here with this nonsense. Right, but it's also the Chiefs, and you've got to you got to respect the Chiefs. They've uh, it's what first time in six years or something they're not hosting the AFC Championship game, so they're always there. So you got to give them a little respect. I did pull up to try to look at like some of the scores of the Ravens game this season, season, and I I know that every game we lost, it was within us, it was within like three four points, like we were yeah. in every single game. Um. So I look at that and I'm like, yeah, this was a crazy season. And I'm not scared of the Chiefs this weekend. And I'm even less scared of whoever we would then have to face in the Super Bowl once we get past the Chiefs. I'm not scared of the Lions or the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, but Josh, it's not even that we were it's it's not even that we were winning at the end. If you look at the scores, so let, let's go back to like um all the way back to to begin the season when I mean the Lions are one of the final four teams, That's and true. we beat the Lions thirty to six. Yes, and and that was to me where the Lions were, were playing really well, and then we crushed them. Everybody said, "Oh, the, the Lions aren't fake." No, the Lions are are legit. We just crushed them, and then we beat the Seahawks by thirty four points. Yep, we beat the Bengals by fourteen points. We beat the Chargers by double digits. We beat the Rams, who are a really good team, just by six. But then we crushed the Jaguars, who were trying to get in the playoffs. We beat the 49ers, who won the last four teams standing by 14 points. The Dolphins, forget about the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, we, the we, Dolphins. we beat them at a billion points. And then we beat the Texans, who looked like the, the young, hot team. In the playoffs. By, by, by 24 points. Yes. And by the way, we had, we were rusty. That, that game started off 10 to 10 at halftime, and we won 34 to 10. So it's not just, you know, well, it's and, not just that these close games. It's that we're, like, crushing good teams. Well, and we played the Texans at the beginning of the season and beat them by 16 points then also. Yeah, and one could say, well, that was CJ's Week one, first. right, yeah, whatever. But, but yeah, that doesn't matter. No, and, and the rust, you definitely saw the rust with uh, three weeks off, virtually three weeks off, because that Steelers game, no one really played. Yeah, but, but this is, I, I mean, I think this is, um, I don't know. I mean, we can talk about greatest Ravens team of all time. The the 2000 team was very, you know, best defense of all time. Right. But not a good offense. Um, Trent Dilver, what are we talking about? And then the um, the, the, the 2012 team with, with Joe Flacco, okay defense, okay offense. They just got super hot. Uh, but we weren't crushing people in the regular season like we were doing. It took a freaking Maha Miracles to even get to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, or to even the AFC Championship game. Uh, and so to, to me, this feels like the best team we've ever had. And Lamar Jackson is so fun to watch. And I know the only reason the Kansas City Chiefs are three and a half point underdogs is because of Patrick Mahomes and his reputation. That's the only reason. The, the reputation of Patrick Mahomes. If we're trying to be more objective about this here, if we care about object objectivity and trying to be more, more objective, um, there's no reason this should be a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, and so this is Ra- – Raven fans, go make your money. This is easy money. We're going to win by much more than three-and-a-half. Um, and, and yeah, it, it should be interesting. Um, lots of shots of Jason Kelsey, I'm sure. Lots of shots of, 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 of Taylor Swift, I'm sure. Um, and between all Jason Kelsey with his shirt off and Taylor Swift, they might even show some football. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem is that, and that's why we were all rooting for Buffalo because we don't want the Taylor Swift circus. We don't. Oh, want I do. I think it's fun. I like Taylor it. Swift. I like it. Um, yeah. Have you seen what the tickets are going for price wise? They technically go on sale tomorrow. Oh no. Cause the week before the last game, I, I thought you'd get in there for like 50 bucks. Like it was easier to get into the last playoff game than it was to get into an Orioles playoff game. Really? Because yeah, because I think that was because it's so super cold. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I saw I, I saw a lot of people hyping up a lot of money for their like 
like five figures for their tickets. Oh yeah. Um, Oh, five figures. Wow. Five figures, yeah. like 10 K I saw people posting. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, this is, I mean, this is the first time we've been in the Ravens, right? Have been the AFC cha- cha- championship yeah. game at home. Hope, yeah. First time hosting it. Yeah. First time hosting it. This is the last game of the season to watch at home. Um, yep. So if you want to get your, your Ravens fix, this is it. Um, and, and so, yeah, th- this is the game to go to. And I mean, listen, this is the game everyone's looking forward to. That that Lions for Nairs game should be a good game. I think the Lions are going to win, actually. Um, and then I think we're going to crush them in the Super Bowl. But people really want to see this game, right? This is Mahomes versus Jackson. This is Mahomes has been there, what, five, six straight times? Yeah. This is Jackson always. trying to prove that he's on the same level as Mahomes. Um, but we have the better team, unfortunately, for Mahomes all around. We have the better team. Um, and I was watching that Bills Chiefs game too. Man, we um they were Chiefs defense getting pushed around in the line. They were getting run over, and the Bills went away from the run. I don't know why, but I mean, I think the Ravens could have a field day on the ground if they wanted to. But that's the beautiful thing about the Ravens. It doesn't matter. They can beat you at the pass, they can beat you in the rush. If it doesn't work in the first half, they'll fix it and crush you in the second half because we got a good OC and we make adjustments. So yeah, I'm 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 pumped. Um, I'm also feeling really good. Uh, this is a weird feeling to be optimistic, right? I'm used to, as a Baltimore sports fan, even when the teams are good, kind of taking that, oh, well, you know, where <laughs> is it going to be? But I would be I would be shocked, blown away, shocked if we lost to, to the Chiefs. I just think we're that good this year. But you have to play the game. Who knows? You have to play the game. This is why I don't bet on games anymore because I would lose more than I win. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I but I'm feeling that. good. I'm feeling good. Uh, right now, the cheapest price on TickPick is 700 bucks to get you in the stadium. Wow, that's great. So, so 700 is not bad. If yeah. you've been waiting your whole life, huge Ravens fan, to get in there, uh, it's going to be cheaper than a flight to Oakland and whatever the cost of the Super Bowl tickets are going for right now. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it was a great atmosphere against the Bills. Um, I mean, I, I'm sorry, against against the Texans, even in all that cold weather. Um, it was a great atmosphere last night with, in Buffalo, too. But I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be rocking come three o'clock on Sunday. And so, yeah, it's good. To, it's good to see. I, I hope no, I hope that no Chiefs fans are going. I hope it's all Ravens fans and we uh, rock it out. It should be fun. Uh, totally. Right now, if you wanted to get your tickets now for the uh, Super Bowl, the lowest price on TickPick is $8,527. Yeah, it's wild. For a fourth level corner seat. I don't know how that works. Is Do they like go on sale? There's like a lottery system that how, how, I think I don't even know how a Super Bowl tickets go on sale. I don't know. I've never seen them on sale officially. No, I think the teams have a certain number they can offer their season ticket holders. Okay. I, but I don't know because I also know that like all these ticket places, they either have a back end deal with the NFL and Major League Baseball, or they have like the top tier season tickets that they buy and and use that. So I don't know how any of this stuff really works. Yeah. You know, we were we were gifted Super Bowl tickets last time. And because of that, we will probably never go to another Super Bowl. And I'm yeah, okay we had that. that experience. I feel great about it. It it can't can't top it. Right. Uh, can't tops in the 50 yard line as the confetti falls and yeah, and the Ravens win the Super Bowl. Hard to top and, that. Right. And it's and for us, as much as we love Lamar and this team, to see the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs team go through and win that Super Bowl. Haloti Nada, like that was a classic team for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that was um I think uh, was was Ed Reed still still on that team in 2012? I think oh, Ed Reed was still on that team. Uh, was he or was he out or was that the year after he left? I think that might. I think it might have still been years? here. Yeah, I think it might have still been. No, here, no, so. did, did, he was still here. Yeah, definitely, definitely still here. Yeah, um, he's my favorite player. So, so yeah, it's it's um, it was that special defense and yeah, I'm telling you, L- L- Lamar, like Emily was like, why is Peyton Manning on the Raven sideline? And I said, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm sure his kid wanted to, you know, be close to Lamar. And Peyton Manning can go wherever he wants. So oh, nah. it's, it's just, it's just, and you see kids here in Atlanta, yes. uh, here in Georgia, wearing Lamar Jackson jerseys. 
not because you're fans of the Ravens, because you're a fan of Lamar Jackson. It's just it's pretty cool to see what's happening. Yep, I saw a guy in church on Sunday, all done up in Ravens gear. So it's definitely it's definitely fun. Um, oh, in that last Super Bowl, Edry did play. He got five tackles, deflected a pass, intercept and intercepted a pass. Okay, so we he should remember that. Yeah, so yeah. He was there. He had a he had a good game. It just shows you that's a typical Ed Reed game. Yeah, it's like oh, no big deal. He didn't return it 101 yards. Hey, you, you listen to the uh, the 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 new Ray Lewis podcast. You've checked that out yet? Oh yes, I did want to talk to you about that. Have you checked it out? It's yeah, uh, the, I, did. I, li- yeah I listened are, to all the episodes that are so, out. Yeah, there's two episodes out so far. So guys. This is a uh, new podcast. It goes down the crime it's drama called the Raven. podcast. It's called The Raven. And it's about the Ray Lewis, the white suit, that murder outside the Atlanta club. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Right, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. And this thing that, you know, has stuck with Ray Lewis and became a joke about, oh, Ray Lewis, the murderer. Yeah. Uh so it dives into that. I am too. I I did listen to the two episodes. Me too. Um, what's your takeaway so far? Well, Josh, I, my takeaway is or you, you you can go first if you want. All right, the, you're itching. We, I know. Go ahead, get it out. Well, we well, I was gonna just say first thing I was gonna say is we had this. We had another Ravens crime podcast many years ago. Is that the, the Steve McNair? Yeah, the Steve McNair podcast. Yeah. And I enjoyed that one, and I thought that did a good job telling the story. Yeah, these are uh, complex situations, <laughs> right? That right. warrant a uh, ten episode telling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one so far feels a little forced, and feels what the problem is with all of these crime podcasts, and it was the problem with the serial podcast that started all of these, is when you finish the ten episodes, did they solve anything? And that's my thought with this. It's like, all right, I listened to two episodes. Are we really getting anywhere or are we rehashing all these details to not make any progress but try to tell a story? Like, are we going to, by the end of this, like they started, they built it all up as, well, this crime was never truly uh, dug into. No one really, truly did research to try to, the detectives did not try to figure out who, who murdered them. So do we think now 20 years later, this guy's going to figure it out. That's my concern with it. What did you think of the podcast? Well, and I think the host's argument is that they didn't do a good job the first time and he can bring, he can do a better job, which we, we will find out. Um, I think on the positive side, like this is done. It, it's, it's the podcast host is alongside one of the people who was murdered, his brother, his younger yes. brother. And so I think it is a good opportunity for the younger brother because it feels very much like the younger brother's trying to get to the bottom of this. The younger brother wants to kind of come to terms with this and have some right. resolution. And so at least it gives him a voice and gives these people a voice to kind of do their best to get to the bottom of it. But because they feel like justice wasn't done in Atlanta. Yes. So good for them for having a but, voice to be able to do it. But then this guy sets it up as, oh, well, Justin wasn't done because the NFL got involved and it all became about Ray Lewis, not about the murder. Right. And, but and then so you're, the other, yeah. But the then other, you're calling the podcast The Raven. Yeah. So and you're that was, on the do- start making it about Ray Lewis. Yeah. And and, 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 and that was my other thought where, I mean, they say pretty explicitly, he keeps on pushing. He, they, they go and interview the, the guy who's the rapper, whose whole posse got involved with Ray Lewis's group and, and which led to the murders. And they begin by, um, and he keeps on asking him, like, what was Ray Lewis' involvement? What was Ray Lewis' involvement? And the guy keeps on saying, like, Ray Lewis wasn't there and wasn't involved. Right. And in fact, it's frustrating because the case got distracted because of Ray Lewis being the celebrity, and it distracted them from really focusing on who did the crime. Um, and you're right, Josh. The whole podcast is called The Raven. Right. And so he's you trying start- really hard to not, it, it almost seems like solving the murder is not the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to explore Ray Lewis's role in it. And even when the guest will say, like, that he wasn't involved in this part, 
they really want to find something. And my concern they, is if you want to find something bad enough, you can make these links and you can tie these ties together, these conspiracies, right? If you really want to make something work. And I think that's where he's going to try really hard to get some something dramatic about Ray Lewis. And so he's going to tie all these strings together. That's kind of my fear. That's And that's my thing too, is by calling it the Raven, then they, they, he did one of two things. Either he blew the ending of his podcast. By saying, Usually these things don't have endings yet, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that means he put all 10 episodes together and he just blew the end in. And that would be like writing a book and, and calling it the guy, the, the big twist in the title. Yeah. So you either blew your, your end in or you decided you already, you have this agenda that we're going to look into this and find the link between the murder and Ray Lewis. Yeah, well, and, and because in defense, the only reason I'm listening is because Ray Lewis is involved. Oh, yeah, me too. And <laughs> truthfully, I, yeah, that's why I'm listening. Uh, because there's a billion murder podcasts out there. And that was his. And I listen to none of them. I'm, I'm not a murder podcast guy. I'm uh, not either. So this is good for my wife. My wife can, and I can actually listen to a podcast that we have in common. This very, I, rarely happens that our worlds intercede. Yeah, and, my, my wife's also the murder podcast girl. Yeah. And so, so this is perfect. We yeah. can listen to this podcast together. And then we can go watch the Ravens and she can watch Swift. And so our worlds are really combining this week. It's really a good sports spouse. This is a really a great sports spouse week in Baltimore. <laughs> mur- mur- murder and Swift. Bring, murder and brings, Swift. Brings the Ravens. Bringing husband and wives together. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't think that's quite how it works. But, uh, uh, but either close. way, it's, it's a podcast. Close. I don't know. We're I'm torn because you know what else I learned about this podcast while what, listening to it? What's that? That I should have cut the ads out of Section 336 years ago. This podcast has 20 minutes of ads in it. Yeah. I, it I, just, I, I just hit the run, go ahead, 30 seconds button. Me fast. too. And then I realized, oh, I hit this button six, seven times while listening to this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, it's ridiculous. Ads. I'm glad we don't have ads on Section 336 anymore. People can go to Patreon, whatever, and send us money if they want. But we're not going to make you listen to stupid ads because I got ticked off. In this podcast, yeah, it messes with the the whole format. It messes with all the flow. Yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, check it out because it's Ray Lewis. But let's see if they actually ever get to anything. Yeah, yeah, we can revisit this a uh, few episodes in. Do you all think? Right. Yeah, I sit down with Ray Lewis and talk about this. Zero chance. Exactly, zero chance. I agree. Yeah, I think in order to make a compelling. Now, if Ray Lewis wanted to sit down and be part of this investigation that would be compelling otherwise i'm listening to this and i hope it has a better ending than every other investigatory podcast yeah i do like when like they even when they play clips of ray lewis i just love hearing him talk even like when he's so outlandish i just really enjoy him like they were a little poke in front of him that you know like um god would never use somebody who who uh who has murdered people or whatever. Right, like he, right. he, he goes outlandish. He goes, he takes things too far, but like, even when it doesn't matter what he says, I still kind of get pumped up about it. Even if he's talking, he could get up there talking gibberish and I'm kind of getting pumped up just hearing him talk gibberish. Oh I'm yeah. Like, Ray, Ray Lewis is great. Yeah. Um, no, you see uh, him do the, the, he came out on, on the pregame right. and did the, yes. the little squirrel dance. And I, and I, I, I like it. You can't say no to that, but I don't need the girl doing it with him. I thought the girl did the back and he did. I wanted, I wanted him to be introduced to the stadium, to the whole fire. I want to see the real squirrel dance. I want to see him do it for the state, for the crowd, because that crowd would have gone crazy if he came out and did the squirrel dance right there. Yeah, for the crowd. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. They brought out Ray Lewis. They brought out Cal Ripken. They brought out Peyton Manning. How do you one up it this year, this week in Baltimore? I guess you bring out Taylor Swift, but. Uh, yeah, the the pro Ravens though. Yeah, right. Exactly. How do you how do you one up that, and how do you take the focus off of Taylor Swift? I don't think all time low is going to be it. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm Michael Phelps, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm surprised in the well, maybe in the middle of the AFC Championship game, Josh. Is this yeah. possible that John Angelos announced an extension for Gunnar Henderson <laughs> in the middle of the game? Um. Well, that's what I was gonna. That's yes. I think the. Only fitting thing, I well, there's two things. One, I need more Orioles. I need current Orioles at this game. 
We have. So, because, you know, we love the synergy when the two teams cheer for each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I love I love seeing I, my Orioles and Raven caps. I love seeing my Ravens and Orioles caps. Yeah. Any, yeah. any of those Orioles that live down here in North Florida, you're welcome to come watch the game with us, with me. There. Oh, never mind. I'll be on an airplane. I got to watch. Where, where are you going? I'm going to, I'm going up north. I'm going to Washington, D.C. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I looked at the prices. <laughs> well, we already talked about the You couldn't prices. time that to go see the Ravens? Yeah. Uh, the ticket prices have excluded me from going to the AFC game. Oh, I thought you knew people. Can't can give your boy Bashadi a call? Uh, hey, hook me up with a ticket. I don't know. Should I text him right now on the show? We see what happens. Yeah. A little FaceTime action. Yeah, let's do it. The, out of the, he probably doesn't know how to use FaceTime. Oh, it just says answer. Everybody knows how to use FaceTime. <laughs> but uh, no, it is uh, it would it is interesting to see what Angelos could do to one up this. Well, it, it's funny. All the, uh, I mean, there's just so many jokes he made at his expense, especially now with, T- with Taylor Swift coming to the Raven Stadium and John Angelos' obsession with concerts, and you know he's mad that he couldn't get Taylor Swift to come to Camden Yards, and there he is at MNT, and who knows? I mean, um. You know, maybe John Angelos will will, tr- will try to head over to MNT and see if he can get Taylor to go do a concert at Camden Yards. Who knows? It, it, you know, this is what gets John Angelos up in the morning. Not the Orioles, but potential of future concerts at Camden Yards. So, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I saw. Uh, did you see the halftime show this week was Jimmy Eat World, and they took credit for being the perfect music to for the Ravens halftime adjustments. They, really. they, they said that it was them playing that pumped up the Ravens for that second half. All right. Well, let, uh, let's do it again. This, uh, uh, bring them back. Yeah, exactly. Bring, bring them back. That sounds good to me. But Josh, you, if you step back for a minute here, it's been a pretty incredible run by Baltimore sports teams. Uh, yes. It's been the- between our baseball team winning the division, our, our football team having the best record in the conference. I, we're on quite a run, and by the way, uh, no windows are closing here. We have no. some young, good receivers. We have young, good offensive linemen. Yeah, we got a quarterback under under lock and control for a while. We've talked endlessly about all the good stuff happening with this baseball team right now. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's a good time to be a Baltimore sports fan. Oh, it is. It is. And then when you look at all the projections and stuff, there's a lot of people predicting huge things for the Orioles this year. Yeah, I have some concerns, um, but yeah. oh, I. Trust me, I've got some. I've got some concerns as well, and I like I like being the underdog. So to go in here with like MLB.com projecting Braves and Orioles World Series, <laughs> that's a little scary. Yeah. So to go in to go in as a favorite, we haven't been that way in our lifetime as Baltimore Oriole fans. I don't think we've been favorites ever. Yeah, and I don't know if we should be favorites even to win our division. I know. The- our, but at the same time, if you see. The MVP projections and the uh, stat cast projections, they've got Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman projected top 10 in the league. Yeah. So it's like, that's, I love those guys. I think they're going to keep building on their years and they're going to be all-stars. But to be say that we're going to have two of the top 10 in the league, plus we're going to have Jackson Holiday at Rookie of the Year. Uh Oh, you're setting up expectations. Can you do anything but disappoint at that point? It's scary. Yeah, and I do think, like, listen, I think the um, it's hard. It's, I, I can never tell if the Rays have gotten better because they always trade pieces for other pieces, and they're always good. Um, so I'm sure the Rays will be good. Um, but the, I think the, the Yankees stand out of mind, but the Red Sox haven't gotten better in this offseason. I think the, the Blue Jays are about the same. But I think the Yankees have gotten remarkably better if for no other reason than, you know, their offense gets a huge boost with trading of Juan Soto. They also sign um, Marcus Stroman. Um, and I think it's very possible, if not likely, that they'll end up with a Jordan Montgomery or a, um, or a Blake Snell. I think it's very possible. So it concerns me the Yankees – are probably annoyed about what happened last year. The Yankees are annoyed at the Orioles, and the Yankees are saying, oh, you guys – and the Yankees are probably right. laughing at the Orioles well, for not spending any money and looking at this as an opportunity with the Red Sox being kind of down, the Blue Jays a little bit di- disappointing, the Rays 
are having their own issues. I'm sure the Yankees think, oh man, this AL East is ours for the Orioles aren't doing anything. They, the Yankees are probably saying this this AL East is ours for, for the taking. Yeah, so that concerns me a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Dylan Cease is just not going to be traded now, right? Yeah, it sounds like, to me. It sounds like the White Sox want like the moon for him. Yeah, multiple top prospects. We yeah, don't know what that means. He's not worth that. Yeah, it's well, and and because Josh, how many people want D- 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 Dylan Cease? A whole bunch of teams. A whole yeah. bunch of teams have been yeah. linked to him like Dylan Cease. But and Dylan Cease hasn't been traded. Right. Why? No one's gonna pay it. Because everyone realizes no, it's an overpay. And I hope the White Sox know what they're doing because I'm sure we could offer multiple MLB ready prospects right now. Maybe not our top three guys, but I'm sure we could offer multiple majorly ready prospects yeah. right now for Dylan Cease. But the White Sox are holding them. I hope the White Sox know what they're doing. Um, and so that's the White Sox, I think, are, are, are idiots. On the Orioles side, yeah. though, Josh, it's going to be another Michael Elias talking. Oh, we were so close. We were involved yeah. in all these I close deals. Totally agree. I don't think we're signing any. We're, I don't think we're making a deal for a legit top of the rotation guy. Yeah. And Josh, beginning of the season, yes. beginning of the offseason, do you think Michael Elias had intentions of signing a, a top yes. of the rotation arm or trading for a top rotation arm? I think he did. I think then as we started to see people sign for ridiculous money, uh, it got too expensive for him. Yeah, I and wonder I think, if, I think, if he could go back in time, if he go to, if he go back in time. And I think Kyle Gibson signed in November, really early. Kyle Gibson yeah. signed really early. Um, and I wonder if he'd go back in time, realizing he can't get Dylan Cease, realizing some of these other deals maybe just didn't come to, to fruition, uh, re- realizing he couldn't get, I don't know who he was going after, Eduardo Rodriguez or Marcus Stroman or whoever. I wonder if he would go back in time if he would sign Kyle Gibson for that one year, 13 million that the St. Louis Cardinals got him for. Because right now, I mean, I thought I saw something a link to James Paxton, which seems to be a little bit of a downgrade from a Kyle Gibson. No, that's a downgrade now, but I also no. thought that, but I also thought that Gibson was a downgrade to, uh, uh, what's his name that we had the year before. Yeah. Then I'm blanking on his name. Um, Lions. Right? Lions? No, you don't. Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) Lyles. Jordan Lyles. 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 Jordan Lyles. There we go. Sorry. Brain fart there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought thought that Gibson was going to be a downgrade. It wasn't. And he was a little bit of an upgrade. Right. Now, all right, so we don't make any moves. What's our rotation right now? Um, John Means. Well, are we going in order? Oh, and by the way, Jordan Lyles, I just, uh, for Kansas City last year, negative 1.3 war, had an area of 6.28. Uh, so, yeah, that was it was a good move to move away yes, from Jordan Lyles. And I expect Kyle Gibson to have an area of 6 this year and to be terrible. So so maybe Michael Elias knows what he's doing. There we go. So, yeah, no, our rotation is, no, it's, it's Kyle Bradish is our number one. All right, Kyle Bradish, John Grayson Means. Grayson Rodriguez is our number two. And Grayson, all right, and then John Means, number three. John Means, number three. Uh, Tyler Wells, number four? No, Dean Kramer, number four. All right. Who's number and five? Now you have your pick. If Tyler, you think Tyler, Tyler Wells, D.L. Hall. Tyler Wells, D.L. Hall, Cole Irvin. Yeah. It's, and maybe you can throw in a rookie in there. if you. I mean, a prospect in there if you like Kate Povich or, or someone in there. All right. Um, do you yeah. mind? Do you mind that rotation? I'm perfectly fine with that rotation. I'm comfortable yeah. with it. I mean, Josh, we saw last year though that number five spot where Corbin struggled for a while. Tyler Wells lost it halfway through the season. Dia Hall has been inconsistent in on multiple levels, both performance and also just kind of you know being ready to play and health, all that stuff. Um, What's nice in having a Kyle Gibson type guy is it gives you the luxury, right? So when Grace yeah. Rodriguez was sent down last year, you had, you know, you had some wiggle room there. This rotation has less wiggle room. If what if there's an injury? What if Grace Rodriguez gets hurt? 
right? Or Kyle Gibson, or I'm sorry, Kyle Bradish get hurt. Then all of a sudden, you're really counting on a Irvin. Cole Irvin or a Deal Hall, and maybe yeah. you don't want to put all your eggs in the in the in the you know Cole Irvin Deal Hall. So, and then that's why you think about a James Paxton signing just for depth reasons in case right. something happens. But that's a um, huge step down from a Dylan Cease, and even a step down from a Kyle Gibson. Right now, if you're rolling with a Cobb Radish, Grace Rodriguez, Dylan Cease, John Means, like that's that's legitimate. And even if one of those guys get hurt or one of the guys struggle for whatever reason, it it's less of a blow. Um, I mean, I guess that's the thing, right? Where with 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 the Orioles in this ro- ro- rotation. We see injuries happen all the time. We see, and we saw it last year with the Braves, and to a lesser extent with the Dodgers. Um, their starting rotation get decimated. We saw a little bit with the Yankees too. Starting rotation get decimated with injuries, and there's no there's no depth there. And you want as much wiggle room as you can if you're the Orioles to say, okay, what if Dean Kramer he loses it? Right, he just doesn't have it. Has an ERA of six. You want the flexibility to be able to say, okay, Dean Kramer, we're going to move, move you to the bullpen. We'll, we'll do the D.L. Hall thing and send you to Sarasota on a rehab assignment or something. And we're not going to miss a beat because we can fill in someone there. And and so you have more wiggle room. And this team, and last year, listen, if everyone plays like they did last year, if Cobb Reddish and Grace Rodriguez and John Means, if they play like they played the last month of the season, not including the hey, playoffs, we're, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and Dean Kramer, throw them in there too. We're, 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 we're going to be okay. Um, but you like some security there, and, and so that, maybe you wait till the trade deadline, and 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 then you see where you're at as an organization. And if you think you can hold on and be competitive, and I think we can to the trade deadline, then you're not forced to do anything now. Like the Orioles are in a position where they have to they have to do something, right? We don't have gaping holes. Right. We just have areas that could be upgraded. Do you think we have made an offer to Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell or one of these guys? Because yes, we'd be overplaying, paying, but if we're not going to get Dylan Cease, do you want to sign one of these guys simply so you get a better guy in your rotation and you keep him out of the AL East? You keep him out of your enemy's rotation? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, it feels or like these guys now should be 50s. Only third, 31, though. Um, but listen, I don't want to make any, and I've, we talked about this before. I don't want to make any, you know, hundred plus million dollar signings that will interfere with my ability to extend Gunner and Grayson and Adley and Jordan and eventually Jackson and Kobe. Right. I want right. that to be my primary focus. So if this is going to be a seven year deal that's going to impact my ability to make other moves, then no, I don't think that it will happen. I don't think it should. The only way it works is if maybe Jordan or Blake isn't getting what they thought they'd get, and somehow we can get them for one year thirty million or whatever, or one and, year twenty five million or whatever it is. And so far, they're not really getting what they want. So maybe I don't know. But you're right. Maybe a Paxton or Lorenzo is a better option for us for a short term two year deal that doesn't hamstring us. Yeah. And then I think they're still going to continue to try to explore a trade for that top arm. I, I think it's more likely that we trade for a top arm just because of the cost than we sign one. Okay. I, I like that, but I like, I am glad we are not just given all our top prospects for cease. Like I'm glad that we're not in a desperate mood. I feel like that's a. Are you concerned that Michael Elias is being called a prospect hugger? You think? Are you concerned that he's being called a prospect hugger? Mm, no, because he has proven that his prospects make it and make a difference in the big leagues. So until we see some major busts from him, I'm not worried about it. Well, and that's what Michael Elias keeps on saying. If you, if you listen to Michael Elias talk about the prospects, talk about trades, he says this over and over again. He's like, listen, guys. These are good players, right? And they're going to help the Orioles. Like, if I don't trade them, it's not like they stay forever in prospect land. No, like they're going to be productive players to the Orioles. Now, from our perspective, it's hard to us envision 
where Connor Norby can find Connor Norby. Guys. I want to, I got a different guy to ask you about, but yes. Or Joey Ortiz. Yes. I'm talking about the guys who've already played like a whole season right. in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. They're ready to go. Joey Ortiz, Connor Norby. It's hard yes. to, but Mike Elias says is, is of, the, of the opinion they're yeah. good players and will and they'll help the Orioles. Yeah. So yeah, I, we'll have to see how that plays out. All right. So let's talk about a good player that can help the Orioles. Tyler Nevins. Tyler Nevin. I don't know yeah. why. Yes, on there. All right. We uh, DFA'd him last year. Tigers took him. Now we reached out and traded cash to get Nevins, which means For- which means Mike Elias called Detroit and said he, he took a break from trying to acquire pitching to say, hey, can we get Tyler Nevins back? Nevin back. Um, he's out of options. Surely Michael Elias likes something about Tyler. Where how do we fit him in this team next year? Is he just a bench spot, a DH spot, a first base guy? What is he? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's your starting first baseman at Norfolk. Clear, clear, no, clear, clearly, no, you um, can't put him he, at Norfolk. He'd have to DF, you would DFA him to get him at Norfolk. He's out yeah, of options. Probably DFA. Okay, then they'll probably DFA him. Then why wouldn't the Tigers just take him right back? Be like, they oh, very we well could. Cash. We got cash from the Orioles for nothing. Well, it's cash considerations. I think you don't consider taking the cash anymore if, the, if you get him back. All right, all right. I, I, I don't think know it's how worked. Cash okay, I think it's worked out in a situation where you we. I, I here's how I think it works. I have no idea how I think it works. Is like if Tyler Nevin makes the open day roster, we give him a certain amount of money. If we just go to spring training, we give him a, a less amount of money. Yeah, um, I think it works. That's what, that's mine. What do, what do we give them if we DFA him and now the uh, Chicago Cubs take him? Yeah, I, then I, what I, do we pay? I mean, I don't think we have to give Detroit money then. I, That's my opinion. Of course we do. I don't think we, we do. Of course we do. There's no way we would take a player, then another team take it from them. Detroit gets nothing out of it. There's, there's no way. All right. Well, maybe we give them a less amount then. Maybe we give them a less amount then. All right. But no, I, I, I think this is a depth move. I think this is, um, who's your starting first baseman, Norfolk? Who is your backup? Of Ryan Mountcastle and Ryan O'Hearn. Um, let's say one of those guys get hurt or something, and and you want to back up. He's your guy. Um, he's kind of that John Lester, like the guy we had last year. John John Lester. We also brought in who was that guy? Uh, Frenchy Cordero. Who we brought in last year to spring training. Um, Ty- Tyler Nevin is our spring training invite guy. Um, I'm sure we gave him about $10 j- 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 uh, just to have him try out in spring training and just All in right. case we need him for the depth. Right, I, so I don't, I don't think it's likely he makes the uh, uh, the open day roster, but we'll, we'll find out. All right. I feel a little better about it now that I read into it that the li- – the, not Lions. The Tigers DFA'd him last week. So he was on the waiver line. Right. So uh, everyone else in Major League Baseball passed on him, and we took him back. Right. So, all right. So it was just an easy, oh, look, he's on the list. Let's put in a call claim. Yeah. But I think it is the only thing that, and it's, so it's fine. Like we need, you it's need fine. depth pieces. He likes some, whatever. He's still 26. He's still young. Maybe we'll do some Ryan Horn magic. Who knows? But the thing that's a little bit annoying is um, what have the Ordos done this offseason? We've signed Craig Kimbrell and traded for Tyler Nevin. Like, but I, that's the only thing is that you would. This is a fine move. It's a no. Yes. It's a nothing burger. But the fact that there's that we're talking about it on here, in 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 lieu of other moves that should be happening, makes it a little frustrating. But as you are, are quick to point out, Josh, this is a hundred and one team, and we're kind of all coming back. And adding some young prospects to it. Yeah, so, I'm not. I'm not concerned about the Orioles. Yeah, but as a podcaster, it would be nice if we had something to talk about. Yeah, as a Oriole fan, it'd be cool to be actually in the run-ins with a big star. Yeah, a, a pitcher, a name, something for. It's very. It's been a long time since we've had to have an emergency podcast because the Orioles did something amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe the Jack Flaherty trading at the deadline that didn't really work out either. Right, exactly, and or uh, um, you know, whatever his name is, the uh, Japanese pitcher Fuji. we brought in, Fujinama, Fuji, yeah. Fuji, yeah. So, um, who I haven't heard any Fuji talk either. No, he's still he available. Him. So there's yeah. a chance we bring him back. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Fuji back either, because we did see flashes of Fuji. Yeah, no, I, I'm not anti-Fuji. I think that would be... Um, it'd be interesting to see what kind of deal they could work out with him. And I wonder if he could make more money going back to Japan. I know there's other, other talks about him being a starter, um, but certainly we don't want any business of that. Right. Oakland wanted him as a starter at one point. So Right. Unless, right, unless he goes through Norfolk or something to turn into a starter. I, we don't have room for him as, in the rotation. Um, well, Matt, we're 23 days from pitchers and catchers reporting. Wow. It's three weeks. Three weeks. And I don't three think you're seeing uh, pictures of overweight pitchers. Right, right. And I, th- I, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I think we do sign one starting pitcher before then. I think we add one guy to the, okay. to the rotation. Is his name is Pax? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, he could be a really lesser guy, but I think we might add someone for depth. Yeah. I mean, was it around this time? I, I feel like it was around this time that we traded Cole Irvin for, um, Harnais, Harnais. I think it was around this time that we it made was, that trade. Yeah, so maybe it was, there's it another was, similar trade in the works. It was on January 26th last year oh yeah so yeah it was this week so it was that'd be friday so there's yeah so there's still time to to make a move that one didn't work out but that doesn't mean the next one won't like don't get discouraged to not make moves wait you don't think cole Irvin? you you, you're not liking cole Irvin? i like i'm fine with cole Irvin. he just he was Uh, supposed uh, to be a rotation guy a starting guy and he instead he turned into a bullpen guy it's not exactly the trade we expected but we didn't really give anything up for him I mean, he had an ERA in the mid-fours last year, but pitched some valuable innings, so I don't know why you're taking out all this hate on Corbin. No, I don't hate Corbin. I just don't think it was a successful trade for what the Orioles wanted. We had to DFA him some. He went down to Norfolk. He came back up. It's not exactly what we expected. All right, well, I mean, I'm just saying he threw 77 innings ERA of, of four, four and a half, and Harnais haven't, hasn't even made majors yet as... as had zero MLB production. All right. Yes. All right. Fine. So you 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 just want to make the point that the Orioles won that trade? <laughs> Is that the deal? Well, if you only look at last year, sure, because he has yet to contribute. Though you could argue that Harnais is only uh, 21 years old, and last year in the minors he absolutely crushed it. So. Um, he actually might make the make the A's roster this year with that Joker roster, and that might be interesting to watch. We'll see. But uh, Michael Ice does say, as of yesterday on MLB.com, he says that he is still trying and interested in uh, starting pitching. And Brandon Hyde says, I'm okay. sure he's trying. I know he's trying. I'm sure there will be some names popping in at some point but I can't give you any information today if there's anything happening, but I know Mike is making all the effort to try to improve our roster. I, so, a bunch of double. I have no that. doubt about that as well. So, all right. So, but I think, yeah, yeah. I've given up personally on Dylan Cease. I don't think the white Sox are going to make that move and I don't want to pay for what they're asking. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think it's going to have to wait until, until July. And then we'll get him in July. That's all right, though. I can wait. That is, that is a Michael Elias type move where uh, he does not like if he wants someone four years from now, he still wants that guy. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to watch Dylan Cease's numbers because, I mean, D- Dylan Cease is coming off of a numbers. If you look at ERA, it's about the same as Cole Irvin. As we're talking about with Dylan Cease yes. last year. Yes. So the White Sox are counting on it's a it's a weird position, right? Because what they're asking for is 
an ace. They, they want you to give up prospects like Dylan Cease is an ace because he has ace potential. But he didn't. He's not pitching like he's an ace. So the Orioles are like, why would we give up stuff that costs like for the price of an ace when the guy has not been that guy? And so it's going to be interesting to see in the first half of the season, can Dylan Cease capture this ace, his ace potential, and thus warrant that high price? Or if he struggles again, if the White Sox are going to be forced to um, to lower the asking price, right? Or they could just pull out Orioles and Manny Machado and wait till you know the very last minute, yeah, very two last years minute. from now, and then trade him for for pennies on the dollar. Yep. Hopefully, the White Sox will be smart and trade him. Um, if not this offseason at the deadline, and hopefully we can be the team that gets them. It will be frustrating if a rival gets them too. That's going to be something to watch as well. I agree. All right. So, Matt, as I was saying, this weekend I did poor planning, and I planned for my trip home from D.C. to be Sunday at 2.55 is when my plane takes off. Kickoff, as you know, is Sunday at 3 p.m. The calendar was set a while back for the AFC game at being at 3 o'clock. Yes, I wasn't thinking. Uh, My mistake. But I'm flying uh, American Airlines. These planes all have TVs or whatever now, right? Like, I can plug my phone in, and I'll be able to watch this game. As long as that spirit, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. All right. So my my thought is I'll be able to at least watch the first half on the plane, land, uh, watch on my phone, get the wife to drive home so I can watch in the car and still make sure I watch all of this game and don't miss a moment of uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, just get the uh, the Paramount app and you're good to go. The Paramount is that how I uh, is that how I got to do? No, no, I got YouTube TV. I'll just use YouTube TV. Oh, hey, when I try to watch the game on YouTube TV, it doesn't work. Why not? I, I can watch anything else, but not the playoff games. It says like a playback error or something. Oh, you mean to like a replay to watch them late? No, no, no. I mean like yesterday's game. Oh, weird. The Bills and Chiefs, I tried to watch on YouTube TV and the game before that too, and it wouldn't let me watch it. So I ended up getting Paramount Plus. And so you I paid, watch paid the five bucks? Games. Yeah, I paid five dollars. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that's for, about. But now I can watch because it for two weeks. I watched them all on YouTube TV. Oh, that's weird. And yeah, it's so, happened multiple times where I can watch anything else, just not the playoff games. So I, I thought know. it was like a deal with the NFL where they I don't know TV or something. Yeah, or something because the game was on the game was on ESPN, right? Or no, CBS. I was able to watch the ESPN playoff game, but I wasn't able to watch the NBC or the CBS playoff games. Okay, so maybe it's like a locals thing versus where you're at or something. Versus I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's strange, but at least you got it covered with Paramount for next one i'll watch it on youtube and that's good to know that i if needed i'll go over to paramount yep so and then now uh, we'll get we'll get together maybe for the next game if the ravens have another game yeah yeah i'd love to tra- I'll travel down to florida um or we'll meet in vegas whatever and uh <laughs> meet in vegas are you buying those tickets yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens we, uh, we took ads out of this podcast i can't afford those tickets anymore all right. Well, you know people, so um, I don't know any people. Yeah, Dominique can't can't hook you up. You, you don't talk to Dominique, Foxworth anymore. Dominique, I do. I mean, he's got like ESPN connections now, not NFLPA connections. Right. NFLPA got us those fifty yard line tickets, not ESPN. Fair enough. ESPN just lies about their employees or whatever, so they can win enemies. Yeah, you need yeah. to go back. Move back to Maryland and, and work in some nicer homes. That's your problem now. You you yeah. work in all these all these fancy people's homes, getting all the fancy stuff. I know. And then and, and, and I don't and get now, anything down here. Yeah. No. Um. I will say. Did you see real quick before we get out of here? Did you see right. that Sports Illustrated's like going away? Yeah, I saw that. Sad. Did you see what they blamed as part of the reason? I didn't look into it. No, I don't know why. Part of it was a failure in their shift to AI. And AI articles. Remember a few months ago? Oh, yeah, yeah. We put them on blast. And we put them on blast about these stupid AI articles, and it was all Sports Illustrated behind it, writing just articles about how Otani has a chance to go to the Orioles, but then you read the article and there's nothing in there. Yeah, and they're like every team. Yeah, and we could obviously tell that it was 
AI writing these articles. Yeah, there's no reporting. So yeah. that's part of Sports Illustrated's failure. Yeah. So I found that interesting since we broke that story. Yeah, we broke that story right here on Section yeah. 336. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get out of here. A slow Orioles week, but a huge week for Baltimore football. Yeah, and we'll we'll have some more Ravens football to talk about next week. Even if there is no Orioles talk, that's fine. We'll talk some more Ravens. Hopefully uh, preview of maybe a Super Bowl appearance um, and recap an AFC championship win. That'd be pretty fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. In the meantime, we're streaming everywhere. So you can follow yep. us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I believe I, I believe I got us on everything now. Everything there is, we're on there. And hey, give us a follow on TikTok, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, on all that. Whatever your preference is, we're on it now. And give it a follow because I'm trying to post more videos on all that stuff. I posted a lot of clips of uh, 336 on all those social media channels this week. Do us a favor and share those, like those, because that's the best way to get more people to listen to this show and uh, get people excited for Orioles baseball season. Absolutely. Don't forget Old Faithful to go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review on Section 336 uh, on the on the old Apple Podcast. If you haven't done so already, I was checking. Yeah. It's been a while since we got a new review. Still keep checking. Did you All see? Right. Did you see the comment that someone commented on a little clip I put up about uh, you and your gambling? No, no. I uh, I believe it was on YouTube where okay. someone just uh, that video did really well on YouTube. I guess people like gambling clips, and someone commented, "Well, if you're that way, just don't gamble. It's easy." I don't. I, I know. They said just don't go to a casino or something like that. Okay, I don't. So, I yeah, agree. I agree. You shouldn't go either. Yeah. No, right. I play well. No, I was talking to whoever made that comment. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they shouldn't go either. Show me your receipts, buddy. Show me how you're beating the house. Yeah. And, and, and also show me all the losses that you don't tell anyone about. Yeah, all the receipts. No, but th- with, with, with that said, Josh, though, Put all your money on the Ravens this week. Can't can't miss. Can't miss. I will be betting zero dollars, but you should put all your money on the Ravens because I, I I haven't paid attention. But Josh, if you're betting the Ravens, you're winning because yes. they're they're beating the Lions uh, outside of that Week 17 game with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I bet the what, what the last four or five games we we've we've we covered. Yeah, yeah, we've covered. Yeah, we've covered as they say. Yep, as the gamblers say. Um, yep. No, definitely Ravens. And then know that the other thing Lamar's good at is distributing the ball around to different receivers. So you can you can bet a guy like uh, Nelson Algora. Is that Aguilar? Aguilar. Aguilar yeah. Yeah. You can put some money on a guy like him to catch a touchdown. And it's not the big flashy name, but he gets that touchdown, gets you some money. Okay. I was going to say the opposite side with those parlays. Be careful. No, don't. don't do a, a Zay Flowers six receptions type deal because, you know, he's, no, he they covered, do spread the ball around. But he did cover the six receptions. Six, you were good this week. Zay Flowers had six receptions? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he did. And did, um, did you have some money on that, Josh? I did. Okay. I did. Just a couple bucks. <laughs> you knew that number, also, yeah. also, I think I texted you about the over-under. The over-under for the game was 43. And the game ended at... 43 and a half or 44 points because like they that. kicked that field goal at the, the end goal. they really, the they really need to do but they kicked it yep exactly the field goal got the over so yeah so be careful because Vegas knows what they're doing yeah they're pretty good they're pretty so. good and they, they have people who do that for a living and Joe Schmo on his couch I think that they can walk in and, and be smarter than Vegas yep do, no. do it buddy I did I did very good. But, with the but, but, but it can be this week because the Ravens are going to win by double digits. So yeah. the three and a half is a joke. We'll see. Yeah, yeah I agree. Times. I agree. No, I would. I'm going to bet the Ravens again. I did really yeah. good with the Ravens. And you're going to make week, some money. I did. Yeah. yeah, but what I made this week, I lost it all in the second game with the Bills. Okay. That that uh that wide right cost me some money. Yeah. I'll, I'll only play the Ravens game. Yeah, that's what I need to do. Right. Oh, yeah, we were getting out of here. Yes, we were. We're closing up. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us for all my gambling takes. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow Josh as well. At Josh Sroka. And check out BirdlandSports.com for some new designs. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Ravens.